you know, and I was like, awesome. But that wouldn't have happened had I not just interacted and building relationship, being intentional, also not being opportunistic, right? Like I don't go out in the world thinking, give me, give me, give me, what can I get? I go out in the world with a servant's heart saying, how can I show up today the best way that I can? And I truly believe that then that attracts the opportunities and the energy. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. Linked insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you. Don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspired stories with your friends, invite them to subscribe, and connect with us on social media. So today, I have on Carmen Santiago. What do you do? Hi, well, thank you for having me on. I do have my own IT consulting company, It Girl Solutions, or IT Girl Solutions. Um, it was meant to be a play on words so that we can be flexible with it, and that is exciting. I'm going to be launching my new website And um, that's going to be a new marketplace truly where people can come in and organically do inclusion. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people need to do business with or seeking business with women technologists, but don't necessarily know how to do that. And so I'm creating that platform. And so it'll be in the marketplace where you can come connect with some of the most Badassery, sorry, if you need to tune that yeah. out. <laughs> uh, you know, women-led technologists, businesses, consultancies. I mean, I'm really excited to be able to showcase the gold that they are um, and the amazing solutions that they've created and continue to build that platform and mentor other young women that are interested in the STEM initiative, whether it's science, technology, engineering, math, everything in between. So that's part of what I do. Um, Another thing that I do, I currently am um, a director of business development for RWS. And RWS is a global company. And what we do is we specialize in localization and translations. And um, we take that a step further. Although that's what we're known for, we um, have a a very robust AI technology um, that we've been doing AI for years before it became a thing and using large language models, but also creating truly inclusive e-learning platforms and other platforms as well that really allow every human to receive information the way that they do. So whether you are blind and you can't, you know, um, we have, we work with different website designers or we create different websites that help, you know, with that, we create e-learning for different types of ways that brains receive information, whether you need somebody to translate, website design. We work with all the top brands. Like I said, any way that humans receive information. So sign language and everything in between. So it's been very exciting to take that on. I sit on the board of the Autism Hero Project. So that's really great. What we're known for is we purchase insurance policies for families that are uninsured or underinsured and can't afford health insurance, but also the health insurance that offers the very expensive therapies for children or families that are dealing with autism. But we also create different events that are inclusive to families with kids with, you know, autism and special needs. And we train police officers and 
we do a lot of great things. Um, and so, yeah, and I raise kids, so first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. no, so you, you really do it all, right? You have your own business, you support yeah. a business, you help with nonprofits, and you're just really setting an example that people without degrees can really do a lot. So now this is like a holistic question. If you could create a blueprint of your success to pass on to someone without a college degree, what would it look like? Ooh, mm. you're listening to somebody that has, you know, a gunshot survivor. It took four bullets to the back in the inner city of Chicago in my early 20s. I was a foster kid. I decided I wanted to be an adult and emancipated myself at like 17, ended up with children by the age of 19, divorced by 25, and by the grace of God, ended up um, getting my high school degree, did um, start the process and did do some college, but didn't finish. And again, to be having these conversations with you, right? I mean, to think of where I came from, um, that's a really great question. I would say, I think when you come from trauma, there's a lot that you need to dismantle there, right? So for me, at least my experience. So once I was able to work on my mindset and take accountability for some of the choices that I was making at a young age, you know, we think that the choices that we make at the age of 14, 15, 16 don't impact us, but they really do. They actually set the roadmap really for the rest of your life and for your destiny. It doesn't mean you can't autocorrect. That's my story. But hindsight 2020, what I really understand and what I really try and advocate when I go do public speaking and uh, to high schools and speaking with the youth is listen, the choices you're making now will impact your future, you know? So understanding that also self-awareness of your environment and the resources you have around you, the people you have around you, the adults around you, the teachers around you, the people that want to pour into you, tap into that and hold on to that because that is your biggest resource and advocate. Like if it wasn't for me understanding the value of relationships at an early age and also opportunity, right? And wanting to learn just like, okay, you know, I've done it all. Restaurants, which I am a firm believer that schools really need to teach a course in customer service and being in the industry, right? Like it teaches you so much, but you know, and to this day, even though I do all this, I have a lot of friends that own restaurants in the towns that I live in. And everybody knows if you're short staffed, I've got a t-shirt, tell them things. I will roll up my sleeves and I will go serve a table. I'm not doing anything on a Saturday. Cool. I get to make a cool 150, 200 hustling tables. Awesome. You know, but it's having that mentality, right? I, I also, I'm a makeup artist by trade. You know, I started in sales at an early age, selling credit card processing and, you know, all these things, but I was given these opportunities from people that saw something in me in different situations, whether I was just, sometimes I was serving tables and I was given opportunities. That's how I ended up back in technology after I had my youngest son. So you never know where these opportunities are going to come from. But especially in your younger years, I would say, if anything, try and learn the wisdom of understanding opportunity and the people around you and the resources. I love that. Mm -hmm. So now let's take it back. Well, before we take it back, what's like the salary range of someone that works in technology doing what you do? Because oftentimes when we're younger and we don't have access, we don't know like what people make. Either we yeah. are like, oh my God, 50. 40,000 or 50,000 is a lot of money or 
oh, everybody's making 500K a year, but the reality is a little different. And it's important to understand so you can make the right decisions that make sense for you. Well, it really depends, right? Um, And what technologies you decide to get into, what certifications, what schooling. And so, and that's what I love about tech is the wide breadth of what you can do. And I love talking to kids about, yes, you know, as a technologist, I'm certified in RPA and I can build very, very, very low level automated software bots. I had a technical brain, but I wasn't in a situation where people understood that, if that makes sense. So I, once I was able to get into technology and this opportunity wasn't given to me until my thirties, but it shifted my life. That's why I'm intentional and doing all of these things that I do out in community and working with the school systems and getting, you know, people involved and upskilling, you know, not only is it the way of the future, but it shifts lives. So again, to get back to answering your question, you can start anywhere from, you know, if you're an entry level, anywhere from 45, 50K and up. Hey, are you frustrated with your job search? Are you sending out resume after resume with no callbacks? If so, I have some good news. After three years of helping over 400 people land jobs at places like Meta, HubSpot, Google, Twitter, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, Sony, just to name a few, I created a course. In the Get Your Dream Career course, you'll discover best practices for creating a resume that stands out, and you'll also learn how to optimize your job search. It covers every aspect of the job, including resumes, application strategy, networking, LinkedIn profile optimization, interview guidance, and salary negotiation. You will also get a behind-the-scenes view of how recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And of course, you'll get resume and cover letter templates. Get one step closer to your dream job. Sign up at the link in the notes below. You know, to anywhere from six figures and up with then the commission structure to make, you know, anywhere from 250 to 300 plus, right? So that's the beauty about sales. But again, you know, as an IT director, you, um, for a hospital, let's say, you might be looking at the 150K plus a bonus structure, which might bring you again to 250, maybe 300K range. Um, so I just encourage any students that are wanting to get connected, either reach out to myself or to you. And I'm happy to send them, you know, uh, some information or connect them to some programs that can maybe help guide, you know, whatever they're specifically looking into. Um, I would say definitely, you know, we hear AI, we've all been using AI for a long time, but generative AI, automation, process improvement, um, you know, chat GPT language models. I would encourage you to really delve into these things and just learn about these technologies and see if you're curious about any of these things, you know, or if you're maybe curious about, you know, what, more process improvement is, and you want to look into like getting certifications like a Six Sigma belt or agile, you know, something like that. That's something you can get certifications within six months and easily get into a job that's going to, you know, really shift your finances. So it depends on what you're interested in and it's in every industry. So that's the beauty about technology, right? It's, it's in everything. So whether you want to be in sales, whether you want to be building it, there's a niche for you and everything in between. And again, I'm happy to connect with anyone. And I love that. So now let's take it back. How was high school like for you? And what'd you want to be in high school? I ditched school all the time. I was horrible. My freshman year, my sophomore year. So let's take a step back. I was born 
four pounds addicted to cocaine. My mom was many things, but she happened to be an addict. She passed away when I was six. I was raised by my grandparents. And then I ended up in foster care at the age of 13. So for me, I was very angry. I, in high school, I was very, I fought a lot. I, you know, was, I was very, you know, from the hood. I grew up in Cicero. Then I moved to the suburbs and then I moved to like an even like a very white suburb, if you will, yeah. called Wheaton, Illinois. And I was Carmen from the block. My hair, my hair is naturally curly. I was like, you know, just a little bit rougher around the edges. And I always say it was like walking into a magazine of everybody looked like they belonged on a Gap commercial. And then there's, yeah. me, you know, sticking out like a sore thumb with the other foster girls. But I love that experience. And my parents ended up adopting me. But that was my first interview in life was interviewing to be a foster kid at the age of 13. And, you know, my parents asked me why they should allow me to move in. And at 13, I knew I said, look, if I'm given the right resources and tools, I know I can make something of myself. I was 13. That's why, again, to bring it back to that question you asked me earlier, be aware of the resources you have. I was self-aware in that moment because then I became a total hellion for my parents. I moved in. I ran away. I got kicked out. (laughs) I ditched high school. So that was my high school experience, my freshman year and half of my sophomore year. But I happen to be very smart, but I also have learning disabilities, which they didn't discover until I was 17. I constantly sat in this space of knowing that I was smart, but also struggling. Like I have dyslexia and dyscalculia. I struggle more with switching numbers than I do words and letters, but I was intentional, you know, with what we know about neuroplasticity, you know, I'm in tech, so I I work very hard at rewiring my brain and I'm very intentional about working with numbers and might take me sometimes a little bit longer to get through a few things, but, you know, I give myself grace with it. But again, um, you know, when you're dealing with this and you're dealing with trauma and you're a foster kid, you're not always making the best choices. So high school for me at first was rough. I fought, I got kicked out of school for fighting. I ended up in what we call a special school for kids with like emotional problems. And, but then they're like, well, you're too smart to be here. So I ended up back in school in high school and then, you know, ended up turning it around and then graduating earlier. And then I thought, I think I could be an adult. I'm grown. And so I stood in front of a judge and got myself emancipated. I do not suggest that move. Honestly, if I could have gone back to my mom and dad's and I ended up having a season where I did as an adult to, you know, recalibrate. Yeah, definitely stay at home as long as you can. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so high school was rough, but again, I was smart in the things that I was smart in. So I, I was excelling in things that I was excelling in. It was an escape in a lot of ways, technic really because I was ditching and able to do the things. My parents were very conservative, my foster home. So like the only way that I could do things that were probably not the best choices to be making, right? Like smoking cigarettes and, and whatever, while you should be in school learning, learning. <laughs> so yeah. So it's always funny to me when I'm driving up to give a speech at, at a high school. And I always crack up because I'm like, listen, you know, and it's like I've got gangster's paradise in my ears, right? Because it's literally like, I was you. Go sit down. Let me tell you what. You keep making these choices, the choices you're making at 13, 14, 15, who you hang with, who you roll with, that's going to impact you. Be wise. That's why you need to be wise, you know? And 
really honing in on what are your habits? You know, I didn't have somebody speaking to me about my habits when I was that age. Habits, what habits? You know, really using, um, when I do my public speaking with the kids in the schools through Lumidi.org, um, I started utilizing, you know, methodologies that we use in tech, right? So um, a lot of different agile principles. We used, I used a lot of different um, things around mapping out, you know, let's work through what does a morning routine look like and why is that important, right? Why is it important to check in with yourself um, and have accountability and really figure out what you want for your life? And even though you, you know, people say, oh, they're 14, 15, 16, you need to have some sort of idea and start to try to figure this out because before you know it, you're graduating. And a lot of these cases in underserved communities, especially you find that they're just pushing these kids out. So a lot of the times they're not even paying attention, like good grades, bad grades. It is what it is. You're, you're pushing through and then what, right? And then we have what we're seeing out in the world where enterprise is saying, we're not happy with the workers and blah, blah, blah. Well, you're not happy with the workers invest more in the school systems. What'd you want to be in high school? Like what did you even think about having a job like after high school? I knew that I always wanted to be in business. So what's funny is my high school picture, uh, my best friend and I, you know, we're both, we took a pose together and I always dress like a cream blazer and like a white t-shirt, you know, and jeans, like the 501, you know, it was the nineties. <laughs> and that's always how I rolled. I knew I was going to be in business at some capacity. Um, at a very early age, I had to understand hustle. I had to understand mindsets and what would get my needs met, right, in the environment that I was growing up in. And so, which I just did um, an interview with my company, RWS, um, and I named it, you know, Hustling for Worthiness and how being in the foster care system actually helped set me up for success, especially in sales, because I had to learn people. I had to learn hustle. I had to learn how to pretty much sell my worth, right? Why am I good enough to be a foster kid in your home? You know, if you sit with that for a minute, to be a child and to have to hustle for your worthiness, right? Hustle for a home, hustle for other people to be like, wow, you're good enough for me to choose you. That's deep stuff. And that's something that you carry with you throughout your life, you know, and sometimes it's a really great thing. And sometimes it could be a double-edged sword. And that's actually another reason why I didn't go to my high school reunion was because I felt like, you know, 1994 through 1998, you know, eight Carmen was so different than 2023 Carmen. If you would have told that Carmen or even Carmen five years ago, hey, you're going to be releasing a book. You're going to be a public speaker. You're going to be doing podcasts. You're going to be, you know, God's going to be using your story to help inspire other people. You're going to be creating things that are helping to educate others and the American workforce. I'd be like, yes, you know, and so to be in this space and to be able to look you in the face and say, listen, I have the roadmap of how not to do it, but I also have the roadmap and resources if you want to learn how to do it, you know, and it took me, man, almost 40 years, guys, to figure this out. And I'm only 43. So I always bring it back to self-awareness, understanding when you're given opportunities, you know, when you're placed in front of people and you're like, man, if you're placed in front of an entrepreneur, if you're, you know, seek out what you want. So for me, 
I wanted to be all the things. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a business person. I wanted to do all the things. But here's the thing. I've actualized all of these things have actually manifested. And it's crazy because I sit back and I'm like, holy crap. And people will tell you, that's crazy. You know, go with it anyway. In this lifetime, I have managed to, you know, I'm a movie in the first, I'm an actor in the first iPhone um, 7 film. Now we're 15, so totally aged yeah. myself, right? But Google it. We won eight, nine different international. It was, it's an indie film. You can see it on all the platforms. We won eight or nine different international awards for the movie. You know, so there goes acting. I play percussion and I play with bands. I sing. Now have I'm building the It Girl and you know Empire. I do believe that I'm going to start, and I am starting a movement where I'm not only going to showcase and be a marketplace for people to seek out the best technology solutions that women technologists are building, and also be able to bring them into opportunities, right? But also encouraging and mentoring the next generations, you know, and again, working for, you know, a company that's a global company at a global scale, you know, having conversations with big clients that we all use, you know, all of their products every day and standing here with not a degree. I have a lot of, you know, I've been able to, again, by having the wisdom and the understanding that these were opportunities given to me and just holding on to it. Oh, technical certifications. I started out with Citrix, VMware, with a company called Cinefo. You know, my friend was like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't even want to know, you know? And he's like, hey, somebody asked me if I knew someone that would be really amazing at tech sales. And I thought of you. And I said, well, I don't have, you know, and he was like, that's perfect. They want to be able to get you certified and train you in how they do it specifically. Changed my whole life. I was 30 years old. And here I am. So that's why, again, I'm intentional and working with every community, but especially underserved communities and working at building systems and school pipelines that are going to lead to actual job opportunities. They're going to shift not only their lives, but their families' lives, right? Oh, I love that. Now, you started the tech sales career at 30. So 19, you got past high school. What were the first jobs that you held? So I was always, like I said, at some sales capacity. I mean, I've been working. I'm a worker bee. I was a foster kid. So I was working by like 14. I mean, everything from um, a shampoo girl in the hair salon, which is what got me interested in uh, makeup and all that stuff, to working at a you know deli, to serving at restaurants, um, to cocktailing, to you know um, working um, in customer service, answering phones, receptionist. I've worked in law. And have always been able to, you know, just learn, listen, because also understanding that I'm given an opportunity, but it's a learning curve. And again, then having, you know, always the opportunity to advance. The only reason I'm not in law is because I just, the law is very flexible and bendable and I'm a black and white thinker. It takes me a lot to, you know, learn variance being on the spectrum and all. And so you know, but my boss was like, Hey, you'd be really great at this. Let me send you to, you know, school. And so I've been very blessed to, again, understand opportunity and show up to it the best way that I can so that, you know, the employers or the people that are 
wanting to extend that olive branch of opportunity, say, hey, we see you showing up to this. Here's more. So um, that opportunity came. I interviewed. And let me tell you, I was the most, I mean, when I think of like how unseasoned and the, like all the things, right? I mean, but I got the job and it shifted my life. And it was just, you know, then I was introduced to IBM and some of their technologies and process improvement and workflow and BPM. And that's how my brain actually works is workflow. And I was like, this is my jam. And then, you know, that kind of took off. But again, you know, also I want to say employers being open to giving people opportunities, right? If a lot of these employers weren't open to, you know, they saw something in me that they were open to overlooking not having a piece of paper because they got to know me and they knew that I had the skill set within myself to excel, that all they needed to do was invest their time and some training and that I would be amazing. Right. So that's another thing as well is employers need to understand. And that's why EQ where, you know, is so important in leadership, but understanding that I tell you having people with zero degrees that come from the hustle are one of the best people to have on your team because we think outside of the box because we've had to learn to always create solutions because everything was always falling apart around us, mostly, especially if you come from trauma, right? So it gives you a different way to view the world, but also a different way to handle things, strategies, maybe ways that some people that haven't had to build that kind of resiliency or think and problem solve in those ways, really, right? Is problem solving in those ways and being people that are result drivers, you know, you find that your best result drivers are people that have had some adversity in their life because they've had to learn again, how to fix and solve their problems. And so employers need to be more open and and we're seeing more of that now, right? Where they say, Hey, if you have the equal amount of work experience behind you, we're considering that, but you know, that's been a blessing in my life. And yeah, I just, just really grateful for all the opportunities and grateful that people saw something in me and pursued that, right? Which again is why with It Girl Solutions brand, you know, what I realize more and more is my gifting comes from seeking out your gold and pulling that out of you and showcasing that to others. So being able to create a marketplace for people to connect with these amazing, brilliant technologists that have these amazing solutions that maybe not, might not be able to do the sales outreach, you know, and that's where I come in, right? In the best way, because they're building awesome technology and implementing and taking care of, you know, business and enterprise, but being able to truly showcase their um, brilliance. That's what I'm excited about. And that's what excites me about, you know, your podcast, you know, when we first met and hearing you, you know, speaking and I'm like, man, like I need to really connect with him. And I'm so glad that we did because not a lot of people lean in on, on these conversations, you know, and if you peel back the onion even further, I come from foster care. One of the kids that was with us at the VIP through, I know you met Candace Sanchez. She mentors a young man and he was there and he was with us during the VIP. And he also comes from that space. And we were talking and, you know, people don't realize when you're in foster care, not only do you have nothing, once you're done and you're 18 and you're booted out, you can't 
go to college because you don't have parents or anybody tied to you to get the FAFSA or the financial aid that you need. It's very, very difficult. You know, so there's a lot of barriers to things that we really need to look at, not only as a society, but as employers, as school systems. And so to have people like yourself create places like this that bring lights where we can have these conversations and bring awareness. Now, you got the tech sales job at 30. What were some of the jobs you held between 20 and 30? Yep. So I, you know, again, very lucky to have um, a lot of sales. So I was actually going to get my real estate license. So I worked with one of the top realtors on the North Shore of Chicago, um, a lovely Korean lady um, teaching me the ropes. Um, also, I was, you know, I, I was in the restaurant industry. So my early 20s, I cocktailed. No shame in my game. I was a Hooters girl back in the day when it was cool to be a Hooters girl in the 90s. And you rolled around yeah. with all the ball players and made really great money. I cocktailed. Um, actually, that's, you know, how I ended up getting shot um, was where I was cocktailing wasn't the best, you know, place. Yeah. So again, wisdom, discernment, right? And so um, a lot of, again, sales. I was a makeup artist for a while. I held a job in customer service and receptionist for an attorney for a hot minute. And then, you know, I was a mom. So there was momming in between that where my husband was working and I was mommying. But yeah, and then I um, had the opportunity to get an attack and here we are. So, um, but I also had a, I, I did a lot of credit card. I was in the credit card processing industry actually for a while and did yeah. help build a credit card um, processing company as well. And that's actually what got me curious about technology was, okay, I can sell you you know, the credit card processing rates, I can sell you the machine. But then as I was yeah. downloading it, you know, and I'm like, how does this actually work? How, you know, how does that work? What is, you know, the process on the back end, like transactions, like how does the bank yeah. get like this, you know, crazy to me. And then when I was given the opportunity to get an attack, I was like, awesome. And there we were. And when I first started, you know, I was only making now, I shouldn't say only making because it's all a blessing, right? But I started out making 45K. But in sales, you also have that the bigger, you're not usually working for your base, you're working for your commission, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously now 15 plus years, but, you know, it, that's not where we're at. But you start somewhere. So, um, but I was very blessed and. But it was starting there at that somewhere that's allowed me now to get to right to where we are and what we're doing and um, and all the blessings that come with that. But yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Now you've obviously got a lot of opportunity throughout your life. What do you think got you that opportunity? Because you you say that you were blessed to meet these people. What what actions did you take to put yourself in the right place? to get in front of them. And then when you got in front of them, they saw something in you. Do you think there's something you did? Yes and no. People that know me will tell, you know, God has given me an uncanny way to connect to people. Like it'll legit be like, Hey, I just hopped on an elevator and connected with the CEO of blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, a lot of it is me just minding my business, just being out in, in the world. But also, you know, I want people to want to want to speak to me because I, I do like you've met, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm Carmen. And what are you doing? And, you know, I really genuinely do love people and getting to know them and hearing their stories and, you know, how can I help you? Um, you know, 
a super connector, if you will, right? We all throw that word around. But a lot of it has just been that and through impressions of other people. Case in point, you know, one of my biggest speaking gigs that allowed me to become an international, you know, speaker um, around DEI was I was with one of my best friends at a pool. Like I think it was like Santa in July or whatever. She lives in one suburb and I live, in, you know, 30 minutes away from her and whatever. I was hanging with them and the kids and my kids. And I somehow I always hook, I always get into business talk. I don't know how it happens. It just does. Yeah. And so we were talking. She was just launching a DEI initiative for her company, Kone. Honestly, I don't even know what the heck I said, but it must have been something impressive because three months later, she remembered, she reached out to my best friend and was like, hey, can you connect me to Carmen? I want to talk to her about an opportunity. And then she offered, you know, she was like, hey, I would love, you know, we're doing DEI and I'd love to have you come on as, you know, a speaker. And, you know, then, you know, and I was like, awesome. But that wouldn't have happened had I not just interacted and building relationship, being intentional, also not being opportunistic, right? Like I don't go out in the world thinking, give me, give me, give me, what can I get? I go out in the world with a servant's heart saying, how can I show up today the best way that I can? And I truly believe that then that attracts the opportunities and the energy. And nobody will ever say, Carmen sold me something. You know, I will consult you if you ask me, you know, I believe you come to me because you think I know something about something that'll be helpful, but I will never pressure anybody into anything. Hey, you know, if you're asking me questions, um, I will answer them and I will direct you. But at the end of the day, you know, if it ends up being a sale, awesome. If not, that's okay too. How can I still help you? And I win a lot of business that way, but more importantly, I stand in my integrity. I've walked away from business. I've walked away from business. If things don't resonate and it's not my jam, or I realize maybe that person's character might not resonate with how I show up to business or handle clients and customer service, you know, I'm again, wisdom and discernment, you know, money will come. So just learning these things, a lot of it comes with age, but you know, from a young age, I just, again, appreciated the opportunities that were given to me because I knew enough to know that I had what it took. I just needed the tools and just to be given the opportunities. And I also, also be willing to learn, you know, be willing to learn and say, I'm, you know, open. If you're looking to get into a new industry and you're on LinkedIn, maybe put a feeler out there and say, Hey, I'm looking to switch some things up or I'm interested in learning about this. Who in my network can I tap into that has this knowledge? You know, be open to learning. I mean, again, I've had so many opportunities to do so many things in my life um, because of that, you know, whether it's being a makeup artist, whether it's being in sales, working in restaurants and, and really showing up to whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, show up to that in the best way. You know, I'm driving my VP nuts. Right now, as we speak, I'm newer to this role. I'm a very type A++ personality type. So I'm the kind of person that, you know, as I'm giving you this advice, I have to gobble it up myself all the time because it's like, okay, I want to show up the best. I want to know everything now, right? And it's like, okay, I'm learning, you know, give myself grace, ask for help. You know, so I'm constantly having to say, okay, Carmen, take a step back. And this is why he's here. Hey, you know, can you direct me to this? Um, and asking questions. And through that, people see, wow, this person is really invested in themselves 
and they're really invested in showing up for our company or for whatever, right? Again, just be open. And just because you start maybe serving tables doesn't mean that you can't end up owning the restaurant. I have a girlfriend who did that, you know? Um, and again, I stand here, somebody, you know, who, when I got back into technology after having my younger son, I went back to serving tables, you know, and I had all these technical, yeah, I had all these technical certifications, but here I was a single mom, now with three kids, you know, one of them was like a baby and, you know, traveling, which just wasn't in the cards at that time. Right. So I had to make it work. And so you make it work, but well, here's the thing, because I was open to doing that, because again, nothing's beneath me. I'm grateful for the blessing within a month, a new company that was expanding from California, they're um, a, a loyalty platform, five stars. I served the new manager that was in charge of opening up Chicago and he was going to like the suburbs and whatever. And I just happened to be serving him and he was like, wow, you gave us great service and you even upsold me on some stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, and he's like, well, I'm here, you know, building, we're expanding, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm also in tech. And, you know, we talked a little bit. He's like, here's my, you know, gave me his business card. He's like, send me your resume. A month later, after, you know, a month of interviews or whatever, I was offered a position. They flew me to California uh, for training for two weeks. And again, that changed my life and got me back into the tech game. And then I got into IB, you know, IBM and it was a snowball effect and but here I am now. But had I not walked my butt over there and then like, I need a job, <laughs> you know, and literally, and at the same time, I didn't have a car at the time. Like it was rough. You know, I had just separated from my son's father. I was now, you know, I was ha- in charge of paying a $1,600 a month mortgage, single mom. Now I went from two kids to three in a new town that was in my town, you know, 40 minutes from my family. Like I had to figure it out, but had I not been open to doing that, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Right. So again, being open to these opportunities, showing up the best way I could have shown up and been like, man, I'm a server. This is crappy. I got these certificate, you know, whatever. But I showed up the best way that I could. And I used my skills, which is selling, whether I'm selling you a burrito, or whether I'm selling you a million dollar software solution, you're going to get the same Carmen. I'm going to show up the best way that I can. And every time you do that, all of these opportunities literally open up. You know, it's just, you have to take accountability for you. You've obviously made a lot of progress. Like, at, you know, you you learned a lot and you always put yourself out there and you really just made it so that you are approachable and easy to talk to. When did you start your business and how was it growing the business? So um, the It Girl brand really started out of, I mean, it really just started out of an idea, but then I was working with an IBM business partner and he unfortunately had to close his doors. And a lot of the clients that I was managing were like, how do we still work with you? And so I really spun it out very quickly, but I still found myself because I didn't have a delivery arm. I'm not a tech company, if you will. Right. I, now I have through the it girl brand and that's why I'm so excited to launch it into the world. You know, that's what that'll be is I have delivery arms for very robust, you know, technology solutions, ERP systems, you know, everything we've got the women that do it. Right. So I found myself kind of still doing business development for other, you know, I'm like, this is great that you want to work with me, but 
I kind of feel like this was the original idea and the original thinking somewhere deep in my soul, right? But what it had to become, because anybody that tells you, and I'm sure maybe this is, well, not sure, but maybe you find this experience in building your own business. It's a hustle, right? It's hard being a sole entrepreneur, building your business, building your brand, uh, bootstrapping it, throw in there being a single mom with three kids, you know, and trying to, you know, balance all the balls in the air. You know, I've, it's morphed over the last five years It morphed into different things. You know, I've done voiceover work. I've, I've done so many different things um, in the tech space around that. Um, but really consulting became my biggest bread and butter. And now I'm doing the public speaking and again, really building the it girl brand in the marketplace for companies to get connected to these amazing women technologists that have these amazing solutions and are certified, right? So they have their certifications. So um, not only are we feeding several needs, but we're truly building an organic woman-led, truly tech pipeline, which is needed out in the world. And we see that needed out in the world. And through that, um, everybody's committed to mentorship through their businesses and really partnering. Um, I'll have a social prize, a social enterprise piece to the It Girl brand as well, where we're partnering and building tech schools, you know, and really, you know, I really want to blow this up, not only as a brand, but, you know, it took almost six years, but also through that, right, the beauty's in the process because it wasn't mature. I spun it out and it was great, but A, I didn't really know how to work my business or how to work on building the business truly, right? So that takes some growing pains as well, right, as you're growing and, and understanding all of that. So anything even from like the back end of like QuickBooks and taxes and setting everything up, right, you know, to leads and getting yourself business. Um, So just learning all those things has been a learning curve, but I'm very excited that now heading into the sixth year, I can really say this is what the It Girl brand is. This is what we're doing and really continue to to grow it. I love it that how you just had a dream and you kept on it and even though you've had a long journey you everything played a part right in moving you forward and you had that hope and you had that dream alive and that you never stopped working i think a lot of people think like hey you know what i'm like a multimillionaire at 25 and that's what happens but most journeys are not like that you have ups and downs you have setbacks you have things that you know work really well for you but it's a journey and i think oftentimes you have no idea where you'll end up. You know you'll end up somewhere nice, but you don't know where that road is, right? It could be curvy, it could be long, it could be have a lot of hills. Now let's kind of look back. What would you say like you would have really done differently? I would have listened to the advice I'm giving, you know. I really, I would have, well, I'd like to say that I would have, right? But I would have understood that feeding the ego and chasing the boys wasn't important. There's a season and a time for that really investing and learning. Um, even though you don't have to go to college or school, like my daughter's a welder, you know, like college isn't for everybody. And honestly, it's not even for my brain with my ADHD and some other things I got going on, like sometimes, you know, but I appreciate the understanding that there was business acumen that I had to learn. So I'm glad that I did you know, the business courses that I did 
And I continue to teach, you know, learn and do as much as I can to teach myself right. So there is a lot to be said for those things that you learn when you go to school. But you can also take it upon yourself to teach yourself or better yet, surround yourself by people that are smarter than you and mentors. Reach out to people, you know, and also be prepared. You know, sometimes people don't have the bandwidth to be able to mentor you in that moment. But, you know, I find that most people, if you reach out to them and say, hey, you know, do you have some time? I, you know, can would love for you to mentor me, or do you have some time? I'd love to pick your brain. I look up to you. This is why I know you're busy, but if you have five to 10 minutes, you know, to even throw me on your calendar, you know, just really, I was focused on the instant gratification, right? And we're kids. So, right. So I have to give myself a little bit of that grace too. like, okay, you were a kid, but also there were a lot of opportunities because there were also other kids making other choices, you know, that led them to success earlier. Right. And we also see that playing out. You know, so things like when you do go to college, you do end up finding people that you're better aligned with, right? And you do end up able to align yourself maybe with a better suitor in life, right? And maybe you are able to create the kind of life that allows you to break generational strongholds, that allows you to create a life for your family that you didn't have, you know, so there's value. But again, you can life and you know, people like myself and other people can tell you, you can also create, you're the grand creator of your life. That's the bottom line, right? I mean, out of all of this, your biggest takeaway should be, you're the grand magician of your life. The things you can control are making sure you get your education, whatever that looks like for you, right? For me, it's multiple things. It's street smarts, which I think is one of the best smarts to have, right? Book smarts, um, but also having the emotional intelligence to understand the people around you, the resources you have, when people want to help you, you know, um, taking that. And again, just because you start as a server doesn't mean you can't end up owning the restaurant. And when you're given an opportunity, take it, you know, or seek it out again. Like there's times where I showed up and I was just like, I want to work for you. Here's my resume. And people are like, okay, all right. What do you got? You know? I mean, and sometimes you need to be relentless, but that also makes you really effective with sales. But I go after what I want. And when I sit back again, you know, and I think about that girl that was singing in her, you know, hairbrush talking about, I'm going to grow up to be a Madonna or something. You know, I think about like, man, I really have been able to do all the things that people laughed at me and said, okay, yeah, you're going to do that. Yeah. You know what? I am doing that. So whatever that looks like for you, you're like, look, I want to get back, whatever I want to you know, get into engineering or I want to be an actor. I want to be a musician. You're never too old to do any of those things, you know, just open yourself up to the opportunities and sometimes seek them out and look into your resources. You know, LinkedIn is a great resource. I think we see that more and more in different ways we can leverage it. And I find, again, when we give people the opportunity to be kind, I think they want to show up to that, right? So I can't tell you how many Times I go on LinkedIn and I see posts like, hey, I would love guidance in this, or I'd love to learn this, or I'm switching my career. Can somebody direct me in this? And how people really show up to that, right? Yeah. Now, let's look forward. What would you say are your future goals? Ooh. Well, I have lots of big goals. Um, first and foremost, launching the marketplace for Girl Solutions, but also 
I'm really intentional about working and building different STEM schools strategically um, in different communities. I am currently working on a project with a Navajo school right now. And um, as that takes more shape, I'm going to be, you know, speaking more to that once I'm able to. But I'm really intentional about building school systems and changing lives. I truly believe that the way that we can build organic inclusion is through education, right? And giving people resources. And what's the best way to do that? Through education, right? And, and college isn't always the way. So trade schools, certifications in technology, whatever it is. Hey, you want to go be a makeup artist? I got you. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways that we can get people activated and involved and upskilled in different things. And I'm just very intentional in making sure that we are building underserved communities um, and that we're upskilling our adults. I think we need to really focus on not only our elementary, but middle schoolers and really get them invested in what technology is, what it all means. Because, I mean, this is the way forward. We know this. It's what our country needs for sure. Um, You know, we need to be able to bring back industry and you know, we need welders, we need people in construction, we need people to do all these, you know, things that for a long time were considered, you know, blue collar jobs. Guess what? That's what built our country, small business, blue collar jobs. We need to get back to like, yeah, we need that. And that's awesome. And be proud of that. And it works together because as the technology gets robust, we need to make sure that we're upskilling our workers to be able to match that, right? But again, work with the technology. So I'm intentional about building those bridges and those opportunities. It changed my life and I know it'll change others' lives. And that's how we're truly going to make impact and long lasting impact. Right. And I'm hoping that, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, we can look back and quantify that right through the educational system and see that. How would people support you and follow you? I do have an Instagram, which I've got to say I'm getting better at. Uh, for somebody that's in tech, I am really horrible at the social media stuff, but absolutely you can reach me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn always, um, Carmen Santiago Keenan. I do have Instagram where it's IT, so it's IT underscore it Girl Solutions um, with an underscore on Instagram. Um, I will be better with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to connect with anyone. Again, I'm so thankful for you to, you know, for creating this kind of space where people can show up and be our authentic selves and talk about these conversations and hopefully encourage others that are either going through it or or know someone that is going through it and say, listen, here are some resources that you can tap into. And if we could do it, you can do it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You had so much and it's, it's awesome just to hear how you went through it and how you're still going through it and you're making meaningful differences in the lives of the people around you. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree INC. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J O N A E D 
last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.